0: What's happening, beautiful people? Welcome to Deeply Felt, the podcast where musicians discuss the art that inspires them and what they do with that inspiration. My name is Rowan Smith. Thank you for joining me. Today on the podcast, friend, producer, DJ, record store owner, one of my favorite kind of people, friends, Mr. Ben Epstein, a.k.a. DJ Yaman, a.k.a. Professor Shorthair. He brought in a track from Nightmares on Wax, Les Nuits from their release Carboot Soul, uh, specifically the remix of it by DJ Spinner. We had a great conversation about that. Please stick around. It's coming up in just a few minutes. So the song I want to play for you at the top of the show today is one that is very close to my heart. It's one that gets me emotionally for whatever reason. Every time I hear it, something wells up inside of me. Uh, it's from Boom Bip. The album is called Seed to Sun, and the song is called Roads Must Roll. Uh, I spoke about this song on the first episode of deeply felt with my good friend, Nathan tape. He's the one that hipped me to the album. He knew that I was a huge fan of dose one dose. One is one of my favorite rappers. He's a very avant-garde cat, very artistic, not afraid to step outside of, uh, every box of convention there is and do something wholly unique and artistic. (laughs) Funny sidebar, uh, I got to open up for Dose One years ago. Me and my buddy, Abel Chris, got to go up to Baton Rouge and open up for Dose and Gel. Uh, and they loved my set. I loved their set. I was pumped because I was getting to to play with Dose One and Gel. And we're all hanging out after the show. Uh, come to find, somebody broke into our backstage area during our set. Stole a bunch of money from Dose One. Jacked me for like whatever little money I had, like 20, 30 bucks, my herb, and my iPod. Uh, that's how long ago it was I had an iPod. So, uh, unfortunately I believe that he thinks I had something to do with his money disappearing because the vibe suddenly went from, yo, you're dope. Let's work together. Come out to the West coast. Let's do some shows. Let's do some tracks, whatever to, yeah, uh, we'll call you. We'll be in touch. Right? So dose, if you hear this, uh, or if any of your buddies hear this, let them know. I had nothing to do with your money disappearing, man. Uh, It's not my style. So uh, anyhow, my buddy Damn Nathan knew that I loved this cat, and he was on this new album, Seed to Sun. So he played the Dose track for me. Uh, I really liked it. As usual, I thought it was, in one way or another, groundbreaking for the time. Not just with uh, Dose One's lyrics, but with Boom Bip's production. But there was another track that really stood out to me on this record. It was called Roads Must Roll. There's something about it that just gets to me. Uh, it 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 has the right, I don't know, the right frequency, the right tone, the right vibe for me. So uh, it popped up while I was listening to music the other day, and uh, every time it does, I'm always reminded of just what a beautiful tune this is. And I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, I find it inspiring. I find it um, moving. Like I said, it just gets to the core of me for some reason. So, from the 2002 album Seed to Sun from Boom Bip, Roads Must Roll. 2002 release Seed to Sun from Boom Bip their first studio album Jesus Christ, it's so good guys. It's so good there. I, I Mean honestly if that string section doesn't move you if the swells and the dynamics in this tune don't move you if the melodies don't move you uh, Fuck you we can't be friends <laughs> This song has moved me to tears At times under the right circumstances, of course From the way that the bass line comes in, the melody in that bass line, the rich tone of the bass line, it's soothing. Played live, it sounds like, definitely not a sample. Uh, And then that builds into that gorgeous string arrangement that comes in and out of the song, uh, adding brilliant dynamic to it, in my opinion. And then after that, you get these hard hitting drums Driving home the fact that yes, this is going to be an album rooted in the hip hop tradition. Uh, there's something about the way that it all that it's all put together; it's just right for me. Sands, like some spectacular lyricist, you know, doing something really interesting. This is just about everything that I want out of a song. This album was released on my birthday in uh, 2002 on september 16th it featured dose one uh and an appearance by buck 65 that was equally as of note um friends do what you gotta do download it stream it buy it dig it up the song is called roads must roll the album is called seed to sun the artist is boom bip Alright guys, before we get into the show, I want to remind you to send me some suggestions of music to play at the top of the show. I'm always looking for new music. I'm always digging, so to speak, and I and I would love to hear from like-minded individuals. I would love to hear from music nerds, people that just dig for interesting music. I know we're still out there, guys. I'm one of you. You are one of me. Let's interact digitally. So shoot me some links to Deeply Felt podcast at gmail.com. Or hit me up on Instagram at Deeply Felt Podcast. All right, guys, I've got a great episode for you today. Uh, my good friend Ben Epstein, a.k.a. DJ Yaman, came through with a remix from DJ Spina of a track called Les Nui from an album titled Car Boot Soul from a group called Nightmares on Wax. He vastly preferred the remix to the original. Uh, we have a great conversation about why. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Friends, this is deeply felt. Goodbye. Ben Epstein, <laughs> also known as DJ Yamin, aka Professor Shorthair. How are you, doing, Brr- man? Chilling.
1: Good to be here.
0: Right on. Thanks for coming through, man. Thank uh, you. The music that you gave me was pretty interesting. I think I might have liked it more than you actually Maybe. do. Maybe. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But look, people might know uh, my friend Ben Epstein here from uh, from Nolan Mix Records, downtown on Magazine Street. He's also the owner of Super Jock Records. Uh, he first appeared as DJ Skinny B in 1997 on a vinyl LP called Five Finger Breaks. He has since gone on to become the creator and curator of NOLA Bounce Breaks, a trilogy of Bounce Breaks records put together with Quickie Mart and uh, Tony Scratchery, two good friends of mine. Uh, he's also the creator of NOLA Bounce Break, or excuse me, Nola Breaks, a series of 45s that he collaborated on with other DJs and producers such as The Allergies, DJ Plattern and Mr. Bone. The 10th edition of NOLA Breaks is coming out soon, right? That's right. And it's also the twentieth release on Superjock Records. That's right, too. Wow, man. Yeah. Twenty releases on Superjock Records. It's crazy. That's pretty great. How long have you been doing that Superjock Records thing?
1: Uh, twenty fourteen was the first NOLA breaks release.
0: And what was the first and that's the first thing you put out on, on the Superjock?
1: Lab- yeah, it's the first thing that I put out it was uh Enel Young and Mary Jane Hooper. It's a flip forty five. Those are both um Artists from New Orleans. Right on. So taking their tracks and uh, flipping it and making it a little bit DJ edit, uh, hip hop twist mm-hmm. to the original funk. So Hell that's, yeah, man. That's the, the idea behind Nola Breaks. Nice. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I'm, I'm partial to them uh, only because... My my friends and loved ones are putting these things together, and I've also done some artwork for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, I know about them. But I wanna I wanna make sure that we mention those things on this show because I think people outside of New Orleans need to need to know about these things as well. And they they're put out. They can order them on Fat Beats. Is that right?
1: Yeah, the, they're all distributed by Fat Beats. So that means it can get to England, Japan, wherever your mom and pop shops in the states. Nice. We also sell them on our bandcamp page super jock records bandcamp page sometimes we'll do a deal with fat beats well they'll actually manufacture and distribute it and if that's the case um we actually don't end up selling it so much ourselves mm. um so it's just a case by case basis but it's all either distributed or
0: manufactured by fat beats which is a great little link absolutely you know. it is man i was i was excited to see that Cause like I grew up <laughs> right. buying stuff, not grew up, but like, you know, I've a lot of records from my collection had that fat beats logo on them. Right. So to get to design records with the fat beats logo on it is pretty, pretty gangster.
1: Throwback man. and they've been doing it for so long. I mean, they were into retail, their shops in New York, LA, and they just recently reopened their shop in LA, Nice. but for, you know, maybe 15 year gap in there, it was strictly online. Yeah. Sales and now is that because of
0: the the reassert resurgence of yeah. like record popularity? Is yeah, that- I mean, I think they must open in the 90s
1: and that was when things were booming. You know, you go pick up the latest, you know, hip hop 12 inch, but then that just definitely died out as you know, streaming and wave and all that stuff came about. And then people, you know, this is a general idea, but people sort of said, Well. We want to get back into something tangible something we can get our hands on yeah we can hold it we, we miss that connection so i think right now you have either the spectrum the end of the spectrum of streaming yeah you know not even owning a track it's just right, strictly right. you know and owning vinyl you know mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's helped the boom of vinyl and you know bringing fat beats out to sort of relevance right. relevance Relevant, today relevance? Re- Revelance. Revelance
0: and relevance, uh, both right <laughs> <laughs> well how long have you been doing the Nolan mix records thing down on magazine street here in New Orleans uh, it'll be four years in September right on man yeah I love that little shot man I love I, I mean I'm I'm such a busy guy that I very rarely get to get out. But when I do, your spot is one of the places that I go to. Um, I like to take my daughter down there and dig for records and stuff. Yep. Um, And you also do events down there, right? Like uh, you'll have other DJs come in, you have other artists perform.
1: I mean, that's such an important piece of the puzzle, as it were, because it's like, you know, it's just a center for actual tangible things like Mm -hmm. vinyl to happen. So it's a community where you got spoken word. We did a a workshop this past Saturday with uh, Jared Savoir. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but he goes by Nation on the bass, basically did... I know, Jared. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's great.
0: He's a really good guy, too. Totally. Good player and a good guy.
1: Yep. So, you know, did a youth workshop with him. So basically, you know, I just feel lucky to supply that um mm-hmm. space yeah. where people can perform you know no matter what you do you know the the size of the place is limited for better or for worse but it just allows people to you know show up and do their thing and and have people come out and
0: i love smaller people. intimate shows yeah. you know what i'm saying that's totally. where it's it's where artists feel freer to do something that they wouldn't normally do at a larger performance you might catch you might catch an artist doing some weird freaky shit at a smaller show right because the chances of it you know if it goes left out of nowhere only that those few people are going to see it But if right. it's a magical if it happens to be that that's magic in a bo- or lightning in a bottle or whatever You just saw something that only 10 people right. saw, you know what I mean? I, I think, love those small things yeah. and also as a performer. It's, it's right connect. That's yeah. what
1: I'm saying I think as a performer I think people feel like they're in a space where the, it's okay to just improvise, right? So you are seeing stuff that they're making up on the spot exactly you know?
0: exactly so yeah if you're ever in New Orleans if you live here now get down to nola break or nola mix records Mm -hmm. and uh pick up some of his nola breaks and nola bounce breaks (laughs) records uh there's a lot of of nola yeah isms exactly exactly well it's also about like you got to try to support the smaller shops nowadays more than ever um and uh and also trying to keep that vinyl thing alive right Yeah. yeah all right man so you're also not only a business owner and uh and you know um, champion of local music. You also produce, correct? Um, and as is the case with every artist that I've ever met, whether you're a visual artist, whether you're a dancer, an actor, or a musician, you're poor. Or you're poor. You're you're poor. <laughs> number one, but number two, there's also turning points, and those are mm. usually linked to music. You right. usually hear something you experience something through song you experience a song uh in in a way that you don't experience other songs it touches you in one way or another and then suddenly your artistic visions start to change mm-hmm. your the things that the things that you lean towards artistically you might not lean towards anymore now you're off on a different path because of this thing mm-hmm. this new inspiration uh that's what i want to talk about with my guests you gave me an album it's interesting too because you you gave me the album and i listened to the album before we really talked about like you know what we were going to talk about today and like you were just like yeah here's the album we'll get together um so i listened to the whole album Mm. and i really liked it Mm. i really liked it i mean (laughs) there was a part of me it was a big three it was a big throwback to like late nineties, like really warm neo soul type thing, uh, where they would use, um, organic sounds mixed with electronic sounds, those really warm sounding drums and keys. And then, but then when those electronic sounds came in, it wasn't intrusive. You know what? I mean, I really, I dug that about the record. Mm -hmm. It is, insanely repetitive it's (laughs) it's like they sit into a groove and they just ride it and he'll (laughs) add a couple things to it it'll be five minutes of the exact same baseline but he he has he has a good ear he knows what kind of things we can listen like it sounds like he knows what the listener can stand like somebody could listen to this baseline for 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) well i mean I, i
1: think there's a lot of subtlety in the uh well i you almost throw it into that trip hop genre, yeah, definitely. which has a bit of a negative connotation to some folks, but to me, it's like instrumental hip hop. You're supposed to sort of groove to it. That's the kind now, of
0: stuff I used to write rhymes to. Like, right? You know,
1: I, I, I love it. I mean, <laughs> I do. what I don't, I mean, I'll, when I get into explaining the track that I really like, it has a different take on that. Okay, which is where what. I Vibe with all right. Know.
0: Well, first off, I don't <laughs> think we even mentioned what this album is called. We just started talking. <laughs> uh, this album is a 1999 release from Nightmares on Wax. Is that correct? Is that right? Um, well, let me find my shit. Let
1: me edit this, get it together. Yeah,
0: George Evelyn. Oh, that's his real name. Yeah, yeah, I just want to be able to see it. Word, yeah, there it is. Mm, sexy George. George Evelyn, better known by his stage name as Nightmares on Wax, or DJ Easy, which is apparently an acronym for something.
1: Right. It might be it, DJ Ease. E-A-S-E. What does it stand for?
0: I don't know. It doesn't say. We can make something up.
1: Yeah, right. Everybody assholes. Yeah, every on. asshole
0: says, hello. <laughs> 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 but but he's from England right so but, yeah, uh, hello, but, oh, hello. Oh, oh. hello. every also says hello yes right uh he uh what's up I apologize no, it's all good it's run fine cool um as a dj and electronic music composer from Leeds, England, uh he's been put out on warp records for for quite some time warp record warp records. I'm going to say that. Warp Records. I was, Hello. <laughs> I kept fumbling that Warp it. Right. Oh. Righto. You got oh, your knickers right. in a twist. I, I did, man. My my knickers were in a twist. Um, he put out this record in 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was this record called? Well, so the EP that
1: the remix is from, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say it correct, it's Le Nuit. It's like The Night the in night. French. Le, Le, Le Nuit. Nuit. Le, Le Nuit. Nuit. I think that something... Right, some well,
0: some us Americans we like to butcher shit like that, pretty much. Right.
1: So yeah, there's an EP. So the the original song "Le Nuit" Les is n- from <laughs> an album called "Caboot uh, Soul," I believe. Okay. But the EP is basically features remixes, radio versions, and then oddly enough, at the end there's this track with a song by uh, OC from uh digging in the crates fame which is like a completely uh, it's a good song it just doesn't fit in with the rest of
0: it but it's it's cool right on yeah this this album to me when i saw the album it it said car boot soul but is it like is it a french thing like you pronounce it to like (laughs) like i don't even know how to yeah car boot C A R B O O T. That's Carboot to me. Mm-hmm. Carboot Soul, 1999 on Warp Records. Uh, it's uh, 10 songs, 51 minutes of absolute repetitive chill. <laughs> like, if you want yeah. to sink into your couch and just chill on a Sunday afternoon, this is the kind of stuff that you might want to throw this on. Is, yeah. Right? I mean, they're long tracks, um, they are uh, laid back like i said baseline grooves with some samples we're going to play the original uh and then uh (laughs) we're going to talk about the remix after that because the remix by dj spina is what actually ended up influencing your work not this album right but it's the irony you know not really but well no man sometimes remixes are just fucking better you know that's why they put them out for a reason that's that stood out to me Ooh. I mean, that's why we dig for remixes by our favorite DJs and shit. It's like, oh shit, he did a remix of that song. I like that song already, but I'd love to hear what this person did with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, Les Nuits by Nightmares on Wax, 1999, Carboot Soul. Soul. This song. Word. What did you tell me? (laughs) While we were listening to it, you leaned over and you said, what? (laughs) This to me is some soft shit.
1: (laughs) You know, it's a dope song. (laughs) (laughs) But it's soft. Is it? It's soft. In what way? Like,
0: just because it's mellow or
1: because the thing I like. Should I go into why I like the remix? uh, Yeah, sure. Or not yet. That's... that is not this. Yeah, sure. Go this for is it. not this. So, the remix by DJ Spina has this hard, crunchy beat. Uh-huh. This, uh huh. This almost distorted tambourine. That's got this scratch in there. That's like way louder than it should be. It's uh-huh. like
0: it's some dirty. So okay. Hip-hop. So let me ask you this: If you hadn't heard that, mm-hmm. if that Spina remix didn't exist, and you heard this first. I probably did you hear
1: this first back in the day because I own this album on vinyl. But I must have... So this album came out on vinyl. I was picking up a lot of stuff similar. Trip-hop, hip-hop, DJ Crush. Uh, you know, a lot of Mo Ninja Tune stuff. So this felt right in there. So I dig it. But once you hear that remix by DJ Spinna to me and i use this phrase pretty ugly like it's just you got the pretty melody going on and yeah. the soul and the groove and then you got the ugly drum track that's right. just like that i feel as like as a human being i yeah, mean i love you know, like, dichotomous yeah, stuff like that i love it's the contrast yeah. mm-hmm. so i like the prettiness but it just needs that hard sound that i'm right. like uh you know like yeah. i'm feeling you know i know exactly what you're saying primo track um, you know any of you know, I, for some reason, big L popped in my head. I mean, not big L in terms of the lyrics, but in terms of the beats, like just the crunchy, hard. You just want to say, you know, fuck this shit. Yeah, right. But then it's got a melody and it's got a sound that you can connect to too, and it's that juxtaposition. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right word, but just, like, yeah, juxtaposition. Like sure. it that just hits home. Oh. So that kind of that style. So this song is gorgeous. It is. It's beautiful. It'll put me to sleep. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, strings and da da. If yeah. if it doesn't have that knock and beat to keep me awake, mm-hmm. to keep me interested in it, that then I can't totally get with it. But I mean I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> I I mean I alright. I am a fan of the chill. Mm-hmm. Right? Just in general. I love calm music. I mm-hmm. love I love strings. I mm-hmm. love, you know, an upright bass and some hey kids uh, I love an upright bass and some uh, some brush you know some brush work right I love just relaxing with music um, so Which there's not in hip-hop <laughs> no not in, well you know what though like I'm this joking. is the kind of thing that I probably would have rapped to back in the day I would have been like you know what this is kind of dope but what I would have done with it is make that dichotomy that we were talking about like when I hear pretty happy music I write Ugly unhappy lyrics right. right When I hear ugly unhappy music I write pretty happy songs Like lyrics right, That's, right. It's just the It's that dichotomy that balance, right. The balance or, or The balance The dark and light Right Yeah Exactly yeah.
1: Like this leans a little bit too much Towards the happy uh-huh. in the light Which has its place But I think it needs that balance To be like Okay this is some right. real shit Right You know like right. This is what I connect with
0: So you know? at what point in your career or I guess like in your, in your development as a DJ and a producer, did you discover the remix by DJ Spina of this song?
1: Um, I mean, it must've come out probably the same year. Yeah. So, you know, I was collecting tons of vinyl, so I'm sure the EP came out and I was like, Oh, I'm snatching that shit. Like, yeah. Especially probably saw spinner cause I already at that, I mean he's been doing it for Well I know Spina from like time. He did
0: He did some stuff with like Early Eminem Before Eminem was big Right um, He's done a few re- He did a, a Stevie Wonder remix That I really like Right um, He's been around for a
1: minute I mean He was Yeah I mean in terms of the New York scene He covers Everything from You know Hip hop House Mm-hmm Broken beat type things. I mean, he has mixtapes that I cover reggae stuff. I mean, it's, it's as far as an inspiration to me as a career. Yeah, as a musician. I mean, he just the fact that he can just go from so many different genres and kill it every yeah. time. You could tell he's just like. A DJ's DJ. Oh, for Producers sure. producer. I
0: mean, I would go so far as to say a musician's musician. He's yeah. got that ear, man. He totally. really does. He can take any genre and flip it, and and work with it. There's not not a lot of guys can do that.
1: Right. You know. And it's all super genuine. You right. know, it's right. it's not like oh, I'm gonna dabble into hip hop because it's cool. Right. And it's not like,
0: contrived. He's right. He's he feels what he's doing. He, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. He means it. Totally, mm-hmm.
1: and he and he means it well. Yes, he, he does.
0: <laughs> so you had been you had been rocking as a DJ for what? Um, if your first record dropped in '97, I assume you had been working as a DJ a couple of years before that. Yeah, and like '93.
1: Okay, picked up tables and a sampler. All
0: right, so you had been working for what, like five six years by the time sure. this record came out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to the remix of. Lenny, by um nightmares on wax done by DJ spinner the same year. And it only came out on vinyl. I couldn't find it anywhere but YouTube. It only came out on a B side of the EP. the EP. Yeah. Right. And was did that have a specific name? Was that was, it was there like just
1: a the uh, Noui DJ Spino remix?
0: Oh well, the song oh, I'm talking about the album the EP that EP was it, it, just the the um, it came out on.
1: Le Noui EP. Oh really? So it was just an EP
0: of that tune where it had a couple B sides on it. It has like
1: it, a radio version, which is a little shorter. It has a, a now meaning Nightmares on Wax. His acronym Remix he did. And it's and then it's got another little version that Uses a sample of Quincy Jones, the
0: same one that Far Side used, "Summer in the City." Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's a great so, one. So that's that's on a Dusty Fingers album I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Um, there and that's something that this particular DJ did a lot—not Spinner, but uh, Nightmares on Wax. He sampled like a lot of greats. Sure. Right. Like this was totally. the era where you could still kind of get away with it.
1: And on the original LP, the Carboot Soul, uh-huh. the second track samples uh, chocolate milk, which is New Orleans, New Orleans yeah, funk man. band, kind of in the vein of Earth Wind and Fire stuff uh-huh. like that.
0: Yeah, not not as stripped down as the Meters, right? But uh, but still like on par. Totally, for I sure. mean,
1: and, and probably don't get
0: the props they, they deserve. don't they absolutely don't it's I mean every single think about the amount of great funk bands that have come through New Orleans and because they're not the meters right right people don't know who they are
1: right there is. <laughs> for oh whatever reason God. the meters
0: broke out and then that's like that was it that's all people wanted any they were just like well we have the meters that's enough thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all you're allowed New Orleans but I dig I, I say dig a little deeper friends dig a little deeper um, so yeah let's uh, let's play this track Uh, The Nightmare on Wax track, Les Nuits, as remixed by DJ Spinner. originally out on the album car boot soul from nightmares on wax 1999 remixed by dj Spinna. so explain to me why this particular track i know why you liked it more than the original mm-hmm. i like it for different reasons mm-hmm. I, I it's kind of apples and oranges to me it's so drastically different yeah. that it's it's almost a, whole, a different thing it's it a different is. song
1: it uses just a few elements, That like right. a little vocal sample, there's a little organ stabs, but essentially, I mean, the crunchy beat, the scratching, like I mentioned before, I mean, it's just, yeah, it is its own entity completely. Yeah. That's why when I mentioned this song for the podcast, I didn't even know kind of the other stuff around it, because uh, that was the one that I was just like, this is some shit. Like, this, this is the one for you. This is the one... That... that uh, synthy, spacey, funk... Uh, that yeah. comes up like in the middle or so. Mm-hmm. That's just like the solo. That just
0: I wouldn't even know I, if you played me this song and then the original back to back or vice versa. Right. I would not know that one was a remix of the other. Right. Um, unless uh, I unless I spent time with them. You know right, what I mean. Right. Right. Uh, so why why was this particular track so influential on things that you would create yourself? Mm. Well,
1: so that juxtaposition of that pretty ugly. So you have that crunchy heavy beat that just knocks you over. It's super dirty, grimy mixed with some smooth soul uh-huh. slinky bass uh, synth, little floating samples here and there. You know, it's still it, so instrumental that is a part of my work. Not all my stuff is instrumental. Sure. but So it just captures the producers, uh, it's like here, take this, and kind of you know, and the listeners just like,
0: I'm gonna fill in the gaps. So um, there's not a lot
1: going on in the song. It still falls in if that. If you were to kinda, strip it down
0: in the musicians, it'd be like a three-parter, four-parter, it's, maybe. It's, it's, yeah.
1: It really, I mean, probably all in
0: all, I mean, it might
1: have ten different components, which. Seems like a lot, but it's really subtle they're so, And they're so
0: sparse. Like some of them don't come in, but once or twice. And that's all it But needs. then there's that really that weird high-pitched <laughs> feedback sound that I thought was part of my rig. I was like, oh shit, my, my sound really is right. fucking up. I'm bugging, um, but that's, bugging out. But that's part of the atmosphere of the two.
1: It's it's like you're listening to it in your headphones and you, you think you're going mad a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: one thing I dig about it is as repetitive as it is, it's got that thing that i think the original album had as well where it's it it's almost like the producer knows what the listener can handle he's Mm. not going to give you too much he's not like this bass line too many times in a row could drive somebody nuts but this bass line over here too many times in a row could make somebody happy Mm. you know what i mean so uh it's it's that i think i think this song walks that delicate line um, but I, I also love Like like you said I love those little Those weird uh, improvisational key, key riffs that come in Right They're so spacey They're so uh, there's, They're what almost aimless You mean the solo Yeah The solo but It's almost aimless Like they're just kind of Tinkering around right. like Squibbity Yeah Yeah
1: <laughs> I mean it adds to the spacey uh-huh. Meltdown Buttered Melted soul right. Cheese Just layered on mm. top
0: Sprinkled and little things floating in and out and but see these drums don't even seem that that monstery to me like they're just harder hits they don't see like you know like when i think of grimy beats i think like jughead early aesop rock like those really crunchy distorted loud like this seems like boom bap to me like this, this boom bap right
1: i mean it's dirty boom bap but because it's so pretty with everything around it It doesn't fall into that sort of, uh, you know, indie, Uh co-flow, lo-fi type of thing. I mean, those use some pretty sounds, but really it was like, that's like dystopia soundtrack. Uh Whereas this is like it still keeps your head above the water. It gives a little bit of a positive perspective while sure. still staying true to the streets kind of thing. I got and you. It,
0: yeah. It's got it's one been, foot in the streets, so to yeah. speak. Exactly. I, I, I love, I mean, look, I love this track and mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that it would influence uh, a producer like yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I am surprised that you don't like the original source material Like that's just <laughs> No well that's I'm not to gonna me. go as
1: far as I don't like it Sure but sure, it, sure It's just and, and like I mentioned It I didn't mean, spark was, anything by any No I mean it. And and going back to Listening to it now Honestly I'm like I just wish the drums Were like heavier Hidden hitting, mm-hmm. hit, hitting Or You know the, the last track on the EP Is with OC And it's his sort of attempt Nightmares on Wax Attempt of doing Kind of like a primo uh, 90s boom bap Thing. Okay. Yeah, and and it's dope, and OC is incredible. Um, it's not as good as say DJ Premier or or Pete mm-hmm. Rock or something like that, but it's his take, and you can tell he loves that music, and that's kind of like okay, I'm gonna throw this on there because this is where I'm coming from too. But um, yeah, I mean the original source material, I I just wish it had that contrast of the pretty sounds with a harder beat that Mm -hmm. that I connect to, Mm -hmm. you know. There are tracks that don't need that and they're still just as hard. I mean, take the the Biggie song that uses the Al Green hits or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like hard as fuck, but it's also just like some really, you know, light rim shots. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it
0: depends on how it's used and... How it's mixed and how, you know, all that stuff. But this this particular song, to me, I I don't feel like one is better than the other. I just huh. don't. It's okay. so it's so on par. For well, me. you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so on par. I feel like they could be next to each other. I wouldn't know that they were remixes of the same song, but they would sound part and parcel of each other to me. Like right. I, it's not I think, too much I mean, a departure
1: for me. Also, as a listener and as an artist, like the drums are what drives the music. Sure, you know absolutely, it's, and the drums
0: do sound drastically different. But right. these songs sound like they're cut from the same cloth. Cloth to me,
1: and they are.
0: Well, they well they absolutely are. But is there so much a drastic difference yes. between the two that one listen, is so much better than one
1: is like? The quintessential me, and the other one is like somebody else. Like, wow. it's, yeah, yeah, it's just it, just the drum. I right mean, on. it's not just the drums. It's also knowing that it's Spinner uh-huh. and respecting his body of work that continues to this day, and that and those drums. I need those drums to to contrast. I mean, I keep saying that, but no, it's you know true. The early I stuff that I fell in love with with hip hop. Roxanne, Shantae, yeah. UTFO, Run DMC, those were all just drums. You know? Those were hard, like, those, rock sample drums. We're just going to rhyme over, basically, drums. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that, I, I don't know if that's why I formed my taste or if that's just what I associate with hip-hop, but it needs the drum first. Uh-huh. It needs that <clears throat> hard oh, hitting heartbeat. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the heartbeat. It's like the most basic element that I'm like, ugh. And then the little lanyap thing sprinkled on top, you know, that yeah. just drives it home. I'm
0: a baseline man. Okay, I have been my whole life. <laughs> Every single song that I love in hip hop has a strong baseline. Okay, number one favorite song ever, uh, Rebirth of Slick.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Reaching.
0: Sure. Diggable planets. Sure. That, that's come on. That sample is, it's the, that's and even a, though, again, it's like the vanilla ice thing where they lifted it from, but they, why is it the vanilla ice speaking a sidebar sidebar real quick, mm-hmm. right? Why did he get so much shit for doing what everybody else was like? Literally every single other I think, MC was doing.
1: Well, was I it because he guy, tried to
0: play it off? Like it wasn't a sample well, or what, like,
1: no, no, no. well, I don't know about the sample, but for me, like, I think everybody thought the song was banging, but he was just whack. Like, he, he <laughs> couldn't rap, and he could you could tell he was fronting,
0: you know? He was a dancer. He was he a was dancer. He was a
1: dancer with a cut eyebrow and the tracksuit, and then the next day he's like, punk rock
0: dude. Like, I mean... It t-
1: well, it was well, He tried song. to do like the
0: gangster rap thing with blonde dreads and shit. I remember that. Look, I will not talk shit. <laughs> Look, I was 12 years old. I thought Vanilla Ice was the shit. Right? <laughs> sure. Sure. Of course. Color you get, me bad. Yeah, man. You get older, and you it's it's part of that like kind of pop. Bubble gum, but the track like, was still the track dope. is dope. The it's track still is dope. dope. It is, but I mean, it's a it's because of Queen. But he got he got all that shit because he was doing he sampled it, and Somebody's, everybody's like, "Uh, oh, he couldn't have," you know. He just, he's, he's stealing from other artists. No, like, I mean, people been that's that's not, what I'm saying. Like no. that's I mean, look at Paul's Boutique, dude. Like, right? You wouldn't if not for sampling, you wouldn't have one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. Yeah. Anyway, back the baseline. Back that's to the matter Though I'm a baseline man. Yeah. Well,
1: this song, I mean, the bass line to me is, like, so smooth, but not smooth in, like, a smooth R&B, but, like, in just, like, a, you know, mm-hmm. just just perfectly fits in there. Sure. You know, gives it that groove, and then on top of it, you got some rough kind of thuggish, uh, you know, bass scratches. Yeah. You know, ba- uh, bass drum scratches, and then just, like, that eerie drone sound that's in there that gives it also just kind of like this is a it's trippy song. Yeah. So it, it takes it from the pretty and gives it an edge, mm-hmm. you know?
0: All right, so. man. Well, <laughs> this, uh, DJ spinner remix of, uh, nightmares on wax track from 1999 was, as you said, has become the quintessential you in a way part partial it's part and parcel of your your music creation yep uh as we get out of here we're going to play one of your tracks that uh that exhibits this inspiration right uh before we get out of here can you tell us where people can find you online where can they find your work where can they find your music where can they find you in person
1: uh, excuse me <clears throat> well I'm right here yes I'm as in, of I'm now in, 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 uh, in the future where can people find you <clears throat> uh well Ooh, I'm, yes. at, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm at Nola Mix Records in New Orleans uh it's retail shop final the whole nine support it it's a, it's a wonderful place appreciate it and um <clears throat> excuse me online um I mean I'm on Instagram and
0: Facebook Book under, what? under which really. under which moniker
1: um so instagram is ridiculous i mean i'm professor dot short hair okay there's also super jock records uh-huh. and then there's nola mix records which is nola underscore mix underscore records right so and to just, differentiate nola I'll, mix
0: records is your record store super jock records is your record label, label. and uh what would you say about, what was, oh, Professor, Professor Shorthairs is one of your like, performance titles. Exactly. Okay.
1: And we didn't right. really talk about the label, but that's probably uh, for another time. What's that? I mean, we didn't go into the label that much, but um, it's probably a whole different conversation. I mean, would, we did. Would you like to? Well, no. I guess I would just add that we have, uh, well, we have three new 45s dropping pretty
0: soon, and the last being NOLA Breaks Volume 10. Well, hold up. Rewind. Let's reset this. All right. So your label Superjock Records, does it have any releases coming out anytime soon? Like what are you what are you putting out okay. currently?
1: So the next currently right now, uh, there's a local artists, hip hop artist from New Orleans by the name of Wino Willie. We just dropped his cassette. That's right. A whole album. It's got tons of dope underground New Orleans producers. And this is his first time sort of shining on the mic, and it's kind of left-field, underground hip-hop cassette. I I won't say cassette only, but not on vinyl or anything Uh like that. Cassette, you can also get like uh, the MP3s and the downloads, and there's like a bonus version. So the cassette can be purchased at the Super Jock Records Bandcamp page. Right on. The bonus version is on, it's called Bag Season Records. Mm -hmm. That's his own... um, conglomerate with a bunch of people right on the next thing we have dropping is the very first bounce song from new orleans was mct tucker and dj, DJ Irv. Irv. where are yeah. they at so i'm dropping that on a 45 it's never been on vinyl we got the dirty version and the Fuck clean yeah, version yeah. this is uh, i working with uh charlotte records the guy who put it out initially on cassette in 91 wow so wow. we're putting it out on wax i'm super excited for that
0: who did the artwork for that one um <laughs> this guy named it was no one i don't think you know who he <laughs> yeah, is yeah he's no one yeah uh, the guy I, sta- sitting in front of right. me incredible art thank you my man thank and you i'm look honestly like i only say that not because like i'm like you took out my fucking art i'm it's incredible. i'm excited to be a part of you know New Orleans history. You're putting out the very like the song that started the bounce movement. Yeah. Will I do the artwork for that? Fuck yes I will. You're goddamn <laughs> yeah. right I will.
1: It's I mean it, and it came out incredible. I can't wait for people to see it. That should be dropping. We, we I'm waiting for the test presses, so maybe about three months. Right on. like that. So and quickly uh, after that, I'm putting out a 45 of New Orleans surf rock covers done by a band called shark attack i've seen them
0: artwork they're fun have you yeah they're fun i saw yeah. them down at the IHO. they're a fun cool. band
1: they're awesome yeah so actually the drummer and the guitarists play uh work at nola mix records my all shop. right nice so it's nice. all a family thing and you did the incredible art with fess professor short hair as a, a shark. Professor Longhair. Professor Longhair. Yeah. Excuse ah, me. The other one. The How original. Could I the, even, oh,
0: Jeez. Gee. Uh, yeah, man, that was, I gotta say one of the most fun pieces that I've had a chance to do you're this year you're just saying that no Every, I'm not just saying that everything
1: you're saying you're just saying it's the best thing it's ever. fun dude <laughs> that
0: was fun look I drew Professor Longhair's face on a great white shark that's <laughs> fucking dope <laughs> that that was a fun piece man so that was awesome yeah man I mean and and you know like I said that's a fun band so I was happy to do that, that one too
1: in all 100% seriousness the artwork is incredible oh, thank you brother yeah thank uh, you man it's, it's I appreciate that professional creative Amazingness, My man. For lack of better adjectives.
0: Well, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm always glad to be contributing artwork to good music. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and and yeah. also to be able to it's put fun. like fat beats labels on my artwork is fucking yeah. great. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Right. Uh, so anything else so coming out? Yeah.
1: Uh, and then, well, I feel like I'm talking about all, me. Man. Not at all brother. about me. You,
0: do you have more things coming out on your, your label? Super right. Jock? Is so
1: that the it? last
0: thing is the NOLA, breaks. Yeah, that's still going. Which is How still many going years on. is that now?
1: Well, so t- 2014, so I guess yeah, uh, 5 6 years. But 10, ten this volumes. This will be the 10th one and actually the 20th release, 19 of the those being vinyl, one being the cassette. Right on, man. So Just it's keeping been the amazing. Alive. Keep yeah. a cassette. Next we're going to do eight tracks. <laughs> Then we're gonna do reel to reels We'll have some
0: phonographs, and we're like some the, phonographs. the old school crank, <laughs> uh, real thick. What, what were those made out of? Like ceramic or some shit, right? Um. Well, like seventy eights, they were like shellac. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like Fucking
1: yeah. super thick and break right in half. When really you go easily.
0: back to the shellac, the sh- the shellac boom, shellac, la- the boom. shellac lacks. Um, then I'll start. I'll start supporting. <laughs> Until then, man. Oh God, I mean, that's. Yeah. yeah No, no shellacks Dude have out you g- I've run into people now That are like I don't even own a CD player Why would you give me that Right it's like, Cause you know I right. got this I got CDs in my work And I'm like oh yeah And they're like I don't even Just send what me What am I gonna link, do Send, send me that. a fucking link dude i like I damn. mean I sell more cassettes I still cassette. have cassettes Right, cassette player I
1: sell more cassettes than CDs at I, the shop, that's some. It, Isn't that's that some funny? Hipster, that's some hipster shit. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's some like shit. I don't own a cassette player, but I want one because it's cool. Yeah, sure, CDs is not old enough to be yeah, cool. You're right. You're right. In They'll come back. Ten years, that's going to be
0: the They're shit. Hold come on back. to your CDs. Oh, dude, I got I got hundreds, hundreds.
1: So that's it. well, and then lastly, this is just a seed of an idea. Should I talk yeah, about it? Yeah, go
0: for it rowan yes are you going by rowan i'm that's my i mean that's i'm not putting out music like if i'm i'm putting i am going to put out one last no one ep it's Word. coming i'm i'm a f- quite a few songs into it sweet uh but nice. uh i'm i'm focusing more on on my art and on songwriting more these days than ra- than rap writing you gotcha. know what I'm saying? okay Uh so and so, how yeah. do you like your beats how do I? Uh, you know what? I just might like some yam and beats. I just might. I like, I like my beats
1: hard. I like, I like my, my beats funky. <laughs> Get your hook like a crackhead junkie. I like my oatmeal lumpy. Yes. I like spunky, spunky. My boom shallak like boom. So Rowan and I are hopefully. i should should even talk about
0: i mean i'm gonna we're gonna do it now whether or not it's gonna take a minute yeah it's gonna take a minute we have some things coming that i think are gonna be really interesting you might as well like even if it doesn't get off the ground i think it's worth like mentioning we're doing we're you and i are doing something cool together (laughs) fuck it if you never see it you heard about it at least (laughs) well what is it uh it's uh we're gonna try to do a children's book about vinyl about records about the uh, child that discovers uh, vi- or children or it's still in the the seedling phases but like yeah you had an idea of a book about a kid that loves vinyl and i think that's that's gonna
1: include a flexi or a 45 or mm-hmm. some a vinyl with it yeah, man. and it's just it's gonna be a family affair and it's just gonna hopefully inspire young folks and also reconnect or you know People who already connected the grown-ups who are really into right. vinyl be like, this is what we need to keep alive and and teach to the youngins. So, exactly, exactly. And make exactly. it fun, obviously. Right, not you right. know from and a kid's perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so. it's gonna be great, man. I'm really looking forward to that one. So DJ Yaman, aka professor short hair. Not at all. Not at all. Uh what is the song that you would like to play for us? Cool. That is an example of how this song, this uh, this remix of uh, what's it called, le what, le uh, This remix of Les Nuits by DJ Spinner. How did it? How did it affect your work? Mm. I mean, I think so.
1: The sample I use is by Elliot Smith. If uh, you know Elliot Smith, I do. it's pretty ugly, uh, and which is the term I like to say. So it's pretty, but it's also like has an edge. It's almost like depressing but it's like almost like punk rock aesthetic to folk music so i like elliot smith as an artist and i use this uh grabbing some uh vocals and some guitar chopping it up and then putting that kind of hard beat on top that just kind of you know connects for me in terms of hip hop Uh and that contrast between pretty sound and ugly hip-hop i love it (laughs) i love that
0: i love that aesthetic too man what's this what's this uh, composition Um, called i think i think i named it everything reminds me of her everything reminds me of her ladies and gentlemen uh everything reminds me of her by my good friend ben epstein dj yaman aka professor short hair thanks for coming in today man thank you appreciate it
2: can i like warm up and play a song before we tape okay Staring this our space in the first place is still alive in my head in my head and it's not like the style of music that it is or was it's just the kind of angle on things that it is, you know? Like it's sort of uh have to keep changing and not get stuck in a little box. box. And you not know, become like a connoisseur on a song.